Welcome to Cramming for Creogs. I'm John. And I'm John. And we're excited to have you with us today. Let's talk through a classic Creog question. The non-hormonal therapies for menopausal symptoms. Of the non-hormonal options, only paroxetine is FDA-approved for treatment of vasomotor symptoms and is not associated with weight gain or decreased libido in contrast to other SSRI options. However, if your patient is on tamoxifen, paroxetine actually inhibits the CYP2D6 enzyme, thus decreasing conversion of tamoxifen to its active metabolites and thus decreasing efficacy of tamoxifen. In the case of a patient on tamoxifen, the use of venlafaxine in SNRI is actually an equivalent alternative with less potent CYP2D6 inhibition and actually superior efficacy in the treatment of menopausal depression. For patients with sleep disturbances due to vasomotor symptoms, gabapentin, a calcium channel blocker typically used for neuropathic pain was a predominant side effect of drowsiness, tends to be quite useful was a demonstrated 50% reduction in vasomotor symptoms, which is pretty similar to that of paroxetine and venlafaxine. Lastly, clonidine, an alpha-2 adrenergic agonist, typically used in the treatment of hypertension, is better than placebo for vasomotor symptoms, but is actually inferior to paroxetine, venlafaxine, and gabapentin, and is associated with parathympathetic adverse effects. So we tend to avoid this if there are any better options available. Let's review syphilis in pregnancy. Recall that T. pallidum infection has three main stages. Primary with the painless genital chancre ulcer. Secondary, usually with prodromal symptoms, as well as a variably distributed maculopapular rash with palmensal involvement. And tertiary syphilis, which can involve neurologic deficits, aortitis, and granulomatous gummas. Remember that there can be an asymptomatic latent phase, which is categorized as either early latent with initial infection occurring within the last 12 months or late latent if later than that. This is important. Asymptomatic infections of unknown duration are treated as late latent phase. Every pregnant patient should be screened for syphilis at their initial prenatal with a non-treponetal test like RPR, Patients with a positive screening test should undergo confirmatory treponidal-specific testing like um, treponemal antibody absorption and AB agglutination assays. For suspected neurosyphilis, lumbar puncture is a mainstay of a definitive diagnosis. Let's wrap this up with treatment. Penicillin G is the only antibiotic recommended for syphilis treatment in pregnancy, with desensitization indicated in the presence of a penicillin allergy. The number of doses and route of administration depend on the clinical stage of syphilis. In primary, secondary, and early latent syphilis, a single dose of IM penicillin G should be administered. Interestingly, this dose is also recommended in cases with a positive screening test, negative confirmatory test, and high clinical suspicion of primary syphilis, during which confirmatory testing may be falsely negative. In tertiary syphilis without neurosyphilis, and in late latent or unknown duration syphilis, three doses of IM penicillin G are administered one week apart, with any skipped doses warranting completely repeating the series. In tertiary syphilis with findings consistent with neurosyphilis, 
administer a 10 to 14 day course of either IV penicillin G every four hours alone or IM penicillin G daily with QID oral probenicid, which decreases renal excretion of penicillin and thus maintains higher serum and CSF levels of penicillin. Lastly, let's quickly review some rare familial cancer syndromes. Putz Jaeger syndrome is an autosomal dominant mutation of STK11, a tumor suppressor gene, which leads to hyperpigmented mucocutaneous macules on the lips, palms, and soles, small bowel hamartomas, and an increased risk of GI cancers, breast cancers, scatat ovarian tumors or sex cord tumors with annular tubules, and cervical adenoma malignum. Lee-Fraumeni syndrome is an autosomal dominant mutation of tumor suppressor P53, leading to SBLA cancers, which is just an absolutely delightful acronym for sarcoma, breast and brain cancers, leukemia, and adrenal gland cancer, aka SBLA. Lastly, Cowden syndrome is also an autosomal dominant P10 mutation, with clinical manifestations including mucocutaneous hematomas, macrocephaly, and breath thyroid and endometrial cancers. And that's that. Hope everyone had an absolutely amazing Christmas, and we especially hope those leftover holiday cookies last you well into the new year. Bye!